Someone once told me that the reality I thought I knew was just one of many. For which path you travel down, stronger than you have lost their way. You think there will be no consequences? We're in the end game now. I sacrificed everything and it meant nothing. Okay, so greetings ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another IS podcast. Today we're talking about a spoiler cast for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, once again, it says spoiler cast in the title, so please do not kill us in the comment section saying you're spoiling the movie. You already know what you're getting into by jumping into this video with the title. Uh, so I am the host Renegade Operative and I like to introduce my panel of guests first we have mr cryo hey everyone i can't wait to get into the discussion about multiverse of madness next we have rat rat hi everyone i've been looking forward to this discussion for a long time i've had my lips zipped for the past week very anxious to get started next we have donnie I'm actually excited to get into this. Like I've seen the movie like opening night and I really want to talk more about it. And we have Mr. Drillbit. Oh, hey everyone. I'm looking forward to talking about the movie since it's a pretty unique film so far in the MCU, at least in phase four. Uh, so Bane's running late, but if he doesn't show, well, we're going to say fuck him and uh, make fun of him. And we're gonna start this podcast <laughs> so uh first and foremost uh i don't have any questions for this so it's gonna be a free-for-all but i guess the opening thing we could do is sort of what drew us to this movie after seeing no way home and were your expectations like through the roof with uh cameos and appearances and stuff like that i mean honest honestly the I've always been interested in the theory of, you know, out, even outside like the MCU, the theory of there being infinite amounts of universes out there that are parallel to our own. Just the theory of it, it it's always fascinated me. And seeing that the MCU is also doing that, doing the same thing like the comics did, it was interesting. And also the fact that once it came out that Marvel wanted this movie to be more like horror. That's when it really gripped me even more because I'm like, a Marvel film? Being horror-like? I'm like, what universe am I in? Because that, that, really, that really gripped me. And then once the original director left and then got replaced with Sam Raimi, that just made me even more interested because Sam Raimi is such a good horror director. So I knew he was going to give that movie like his all. Especially because Marvel in the past has treated him right. So 
and the cameos. I didn't mind the cameos. I I liked it. It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. It was just right. And and that's all I got to say about that. All right, so Bane, yeah. since you're here, introduce yourself. Yes. Hey, uh, it's, it's me, Bane. It's good. And we're on basically the first question, which is, we're saying what drew us to this movie after No Way Home and uh, what do we think about some of the stuff they detail with cameos, expectations, etc. Anyone else want to take this or I guess I I, I guess get... I can go next if yeah. well Donnie you can go like after me. Okay, okay sounds good. My mine is going to be real quick. Uh but after No Way Home and well they've been delving and teasing into the multiverse stuff well before this i think even in loki they show the fractured timeline where clearly yes so, something was going on with everything they clearly are messing things up and uh as it goes along we were getting into this multiverse saga so i knew for a fact that one of the things they were going to do was cross over a lot of things that they bought like i was thinking of course we know in the real world that Disney bought Fox and that they were going to do something with that. And then there was the announcement of fantastic four and, uh, all the chips started to fall into place. And I think what happened was after, uh, they got like the rights back to Spider-Man after they, you know, kiss made up and had sex. Uh, then that's when they were going to cross over other stuff before I even saw no way home. I already knew that Toby and Andrew were going to be pretty much confirmed to be in the movie. Uh, so my expectations was multiverse of madness. They're going to show universes. We never seen before. Um, the trailer was the perfect indicator of that. Seeing all the funny little worlds that they delved into. Uh, so my expectation was somewhat met. I do feel like they could have focused a little bit more on multiverse stuff because the only real multiverse in the movie they displayed was earth 838 and that was it and i i kind of expected like maybe one or two more nothing too crazy uh but that's basically what we got it wasn't bad but it's like i could have gotten a little bit more out of the other worlds that they sort of dived into and had a sizzle reel um that being said i thoroughly enjoyed the movie and as for the cameos that's going to be the next question in depth, so I will save my answer for that later. Okay, guess it's my turn. So I caught, so just saying it right now, I didn't see No Way Home due to the pandemic, but I do have a clear idea about what it's about. But so I just came into um Multiverse of Madness without knowing about No Way Home, but. I guess the whole reason I wanted to see it was because it had Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman doing music, and I guess I was just interested to see how much of a horror film it would be, and I won't get into the details just yet, but I can just say that it didn't disappoint me at all. If I could describe in one word my ambitions towards seeing this film, it would be tunnel vision. I noticed a lot of stuff with uh, Sam Raimi in the director's chair and everybody's still off the high of Spider-Man No Way Home where the multiverse was introduced. So it meant a lot of characters could just sort of step in and introduce themselves. And personally, with Doctor Strange on the marquee, I was not that big a fan of the first Doctor Strange film. I just thought it was kind of a flat introduction, not really a good use of your Benedict Cumberbatch. 
So with this coming in here, there was one thing that kind of dragged me in, and it was the second I heard that Wanda was going to be a big player in this film. I didn't know what, in what way, and my expectations were flipped, but I will get to that at a later point. But it was mostly the initial cast, not anything that was speculated or leaked or spoiled, just... Some of the key players being brought in, like Wanda was part of the film, and then later on people found out America Chavez was introduced, and I read Young Avengers, so seeing more pieces of that particular team fall into the MCU just gave me get-in vibes. And that's kind of it. It was mostly just the initial players of the film dragged me into this. All right, so I have a quick question. I uh, uh, yes. Bane, are you playing uh Doctor Strange in Fortnite? Because I can hear the no, button tapping I'm, back. I'm then. playing NBA. I, so I, I, I have to, I have to say something. I have not gotten to see the movie yet. Are you fucking serious? I, I, I'm 100 percent serious. Uh, I was gonna see it this weekend. I ended up seeing everything everywhere all at once, and I forgot this what we were talking about until I saw the thing on the call. Well, did you see? Do you know any of the spoilers at all? Because we are. Oh, I, I've I've actually known the spoilers for the past uh, six months. I have a friend who worked on. Uh, wait, without saying anything too deep, I have a friend who worked on uh, visual effects for a certain scene, um, and I learned about that six months ago. Oh, well, you got the insider details then. Uh, yep. we're mostly going off the rumor cameos, which is going to be the next question, but, uh, yes, I, I mean, I, I, will, I will talk about that in the next section, but I'm going to probably leave after that. Okay. That's, that's fair enough. Uh, so anyone else want to go before we move on drill? Did you go yet? What was the question again? Um, before going into the movie, what were your general expectations coming off? Like no way home and stuff like that. Hmm. Honestly, honestly, with No Way Home, they kind of had me excited because of the possibility of what the multiverse could bring. You know, seeing all those different versions of Spider-Man basically think, oh, they could have, like, different versions of other characters. Like, maybe there's, like, some universe out there where we actually get, like, Norman Osborn as Iron Man. But with Doctor Strange 2, I kind of was a bit worried for it since... The director was a uh, the original director left, but then Sam Raimi joined, and I was like, "Oh, okay, now the now I actually some somewhat hopeful for it." But yeah, yeah, I think it like exceeded my expectation considering it was a bit rocky. But granted, it's nowhere near as rocky as something like The Flash, but you get the idea. Oh, I mean, The Flash is not out yet to judge, but I will say, oh, I'm going to have a filled day if they erase the Snyderverse, but that's another topic for another day. Oh, uh, I was going to add one thing. Yeah? What you were saying about Loki. Yeah. I was going to add also that um, with what happened at the end of the first season, that was pretty it's been confirmed that that was pretty much the uh the start of the uh they call it the multiversal multiverse. they call it the multiversal war or something like that 
yeah in in the yeah in the show that's what they called it but the way it looks um that's when the whole multiverse thing really started to pick up in all the universes yep i guess i see why that's exactly getting uh season two i actually have a follow-up question did anybody at all watch wandavision before hearing about this movie or seeing it i did I watched, uh, I, I, I watched I did some as well. of the spoilers, but that's mm. about it. Like, I think WandaVision's like a fun series. Ralph Boner. <laughs> Ralph Boner. What? Uh, Ralph Boner. Yeah. The... Oh yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't spoil that one if you haven't seen it. I. Uh, yeah. That, that. Well, I mean, it is spoiler cast, but still, I, I understand. But basically, if you're going into the Quicksilver thing, you might want to uh, just wait on that. But I, I did see the end, and, and the end does lead to Multiverse of Madness, which is Wanda uh, reading the Darkhold, which puts this, like, contaminated venom-like ooze on her fingers, and she gets, like, corrupted and evil in the process, and that sort of leads into the whole Westview discussion, and she lies to Strange, like, in the beginning of the movie. Uh, yeah, because she gets the Darkhold from uh, Agatha. Yeah. Uh, so, essentially... I, I did like that they put in those ties and they didn't just forget. But from what I heard, Sam Raimi said that he only looked at some cliff notes. He didn't go into way too much detail. It's just like, hey, put this in the movie so you can be able to connect it better with the plot of WandaVision and we don't spend way too much time on it, which I guess as, has to work that way because it can't be any other way. I remember, I think Multiverse was made first before uh, WandaVision. I believe it uh, because uh, I, I think all these films in the MCU pipeline were rearranged due to COVID and their release date also got delayed again. So some stuff got pushed up and some movies got pushed back. So that allowed them more time to fit it in the timeline with things they had to fix during the reshoots. Not yeah. only that, but most of the Disney Plus programs got shifted around due to the pandemic. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be Falcon and Winter Soldier first out of the gate, but they chose WandaVision to be, like, first across. Which I, I think in a way kind of helped it. I feel like if they would have started with um, the Falcon and Mediocre Soldier, I uh, would have been bored. Damn. I actually like that show, but uh, I, I know... It's okay, but it dragged on. It does drag when you started to get to like episode three, I believe. But uh, I I think they also had a viral storyline as well, so that got cut. But I mean, at the end of the day, I appreciate that Sam Raimi decided to put in the storyline tie because I mean he could have just not done it at all, and people would have been confused. Yeah, yeah. Wandavision is definitely a big part of. Wanda's character and how it leads into Multiverse of Madness, especially the uh, the mid credit scene where she hears her children crying out to her and it makes you wonder, is she seeking them out on purpose or it's just she just sort of channel surfing and then all of a sudden holy shit, my children are in danger. Yeah. Like, it was that kind of you don't necessarily know how deep she is in that, like, that dark old gush. <laughs> dark old gush. That could have been phrased so, so differently. 
Well, being we're about to start to get into the crux of spoilers, so do you want to stay or? Um, well, let, let me just uh, say this: when somebody, uh, I, I says I've known for about six months that somebody got turned into spaghetti. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, and, we know uh, who that is. We know. <laughs> and, and but one thing I'll say is, originally, it, uh, it, I don't know if it was just super early or something, but um, when I saw it. It was someone else from that universe. Oh, do you know who the character was? It was Johnny Storm. <laughs> Straight up on fire and then like ripped to shreds. That's interesting that they changed the character in that direction. We we can't say it yet. It's going to be the next one, but I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure we're going to bring it up. So interesting detail so far. I, I'll see if I can find that photo again because I got I got it sent to me in like a Discord group. And I don't know if that's still around there. So I will take a look. But uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. All right. See you yeah, later, dude. Later. Yep. And that was Bane. So uh, I'm going to try to outro. I think you can find him at uh, Fuso YT uh, and maybe Fuso on Twitter. I, I kind of forget, but we're going to start getting into these cameos because, uh, oh boy, this is probably the most contentious part of the movie because when we get to universe 838 and we see how different the world is and you see how bruce campbell is punching himself in the face from a magic spell uh there is a group called the illuminati which basically sort of is like that universe's avengers and dr strange is dead in this universe and then they capture the current one from 616 and they put him and Chavez in jail. And then we see the great moment of uh, Mordo introducing the group, which is Black Bolt from uh, the Inhumans, the same guy that played him from the Inhumans show. Then there's Mr. Fantastic. And then you have uh, another alternate universe of Captain Marvel. Uh, I think that's her friend, Maria Rambao. And then... Mm -hmm. There's also, uh, am I forgetting someone? I know I'm forgetting someone else. The first Avenger. Uh, damn it. Uh, I might be Carter, Captain Carter. Yeah, Captain Carter. Okay. That, that had to jog my brain for a second. Cause I'm like, I know there's a captain in this movie, but I forgot who it was and I'm sorry for the background noise. Um, but yeah, Captain Carter is also, well, she was one half of a woman anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're gonna get to that. So, what do you guys think of the cameos in this movie so far? That joke was half brained. I I know, I know. I had to attempt it though. But uh, what do you think of the cameos, bro? I didn't mind it to be honest. Mm, from from worst to best, or or your favorite and least favorite, what would you go by? Um. Honestly, uh, mm, it's actually hard. Uh, I did like seeing Mr. Fantastic. I'll be honest, like him and Black Bolt was cool because I'll say Black Bolt was one I didn't expect because there was some drama with the Inhumans sort of movie and they kind of dumped it on Feige from what I heard, and he didn't want to do it, so they did a TV show, and I heard it was very, very bad. It's how, how locked. Ironic. How ironic. He got killed faster than his own show did. Damn. What is... What you gotta stop with this? 
stashing, man. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, like okay, so it was super bad. But Feige decided to throw this guy a bone and recast him again. Now, uh, the Mister Fantastic one. Uh, I know that John Kransky or whatever his name is. He was basically a fan favorite, fan cast. Uh, a lot of people liked him and his wife to do Sue Storm and Mr. Fantastic, respectively. Uh, so I thought that was cool that they decided to just, hey, I'm going to throw you a bone. Uh, the fans like you. We're going to cast you into this role. And then Professor X is the big one for me uh, because I, I liked the X-Men so much. And unfortunately, they did a horrible job of saying, hey, uh, he's in the trailer. This is his voice. Who is Doctor Strange? And I thought that spoiled that to me right away as to who that was. So I think Marvel did a terrible job of that one. But it was cool yeah. seeing him and hearing the X-Men theme go off when he was in his wheelchair. I thought that was uh, awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. like Patrick Stewart's voice is very unique, so it's hard to hide it. No, uh, I, I said uh, to Cryo that the only thing they could have done is muted that part or have like, uh, what do you call it? A stock line maybe and not show the back of his head and they probably could have gotten away with it, but unfortunately they didn't. Or maybe voice modulation. <laughs> yep. Make him sound like a robot or something. Make an Ultron bot say that line and I'm pretty Batman? sure. <laughs> no, not Batman. <laughs> I remember Batman had the voice mod though. Um... Anyone else on the cameos so far? I'll go. Um, so I guess I, it was said already, but I just liked how Professor X just came out to the um, 90s cartoon X-Men theme. That, I think, was, like, the best thing. I One of the best things of the film. But, like, I didn't, I'm not familiar with some of the others. I haven't seen the film. But I did hear that for Mr. Fantastic, apparently he was going to be Daniel Craig. And... I did also hear that for another one that they were going to use the one from the 2000 movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, they didn't do to COVID and whatnot. Yeah, the plans fell through, unfortunately. Mm, Daniel Craig is Mr. Fan. You know what? Maybe, but he's kind of he's kind of getting up there. I didn't hear about Daniel. I heard about Mr. Fantastic from the first uh, Fantastic Four movie, the one that actually got released. Mm, yes, I seen that too. Also, Drill, what were you saying? They could, I mean, gray-haired Mr. Fantastic's been pretty common in the comics recently. This is so true. So Daniel Craig could have been fine for that. This is true, and I know there were some complaints about his suit uh, not being 100% comic accurate, but I mean... Uh... I, I said this in chat. He's from another universe. Yeah, he's not only A, from another universe, but B, uh, some of those classic designs, like Wolverine's classic spandex, yellow and blue, I don't think it would translate too well to film unless they did it where it's like he's wearing pants or they modernized it a little bit because, once again, uh, the classic costumes has always been like the character wears it or the person wears it and then they say, oh, I look fucking stupid in it. And then that's when they get rid of it. But Marvel's not doing that anymore. They're giving it a little bit more fan service. But I, I liked how he looked here. I, I don't. I didn't think he looked like super bad at all. Uh, but then we get to the scene that will divide a lot of people. Where uh... before that, sorry, <laughs> I would just like to say before I came into this call, 
I had no idea when Charles Xavier rolls out, they played the X-Men theme. At the time oh. I was watching in the theater, I was just taking in the, holy shit, Patrick Stewart's actually in the MCU now, and he's Xavier. I was just kind of taking that in, and then I sit through the credits, and I noticed they had X-Men 97 theme by Hamsaban. I'm like, what yep. the hell? When? <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and look at that once this actually hits the home theater. But the one thing I did appreciate is the order in which each member of the Illuminati were revealed, because a lot of it came down to like, well, here's Black Bolt and Captain Carter. And I'm like, okay. And here's Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. Ooh. Here's fucking Jack Ryan as Mr. Fantastic. Ooh. <laughs> and here's Charles Xavier, and then I redlined the microphone with my ooh. Holy shit. Oh, I have a good question. Okay. Um, as for the Illuminati's um, motive as to why they had Mordo capture uh, our Doctor Strange... What are your thoughts on that and also to how, well, to why they originally captured him, captured him in the original script? Um, okay, so let me go first on this one and then I'll let everyone else go. Uh, so from everything I gathered so far for plot context, they said the reason why they did not like another strange in the universe was because their current version of strange dabble in the dark hole. Um, and I think they said they knew about it, but it was like, Hey, you know, shouldn't be doing that stuff. They told him stop. He didn't stop and he kept doing it anyway. So, uh, they had this big skirmish and battle with Thanos. Uh, I don't know the context or details behind it, but all you know is Thanos is dead and then strange is on the ground their universe and he used the dark hole so much that it basically killed an entire civilization of people they knew that this was super dangerous so strange basically was ready to sacrifice himself and atone for his sins by having black bolt kill him uh after he basically was killed they decided to take some of the uh, items I believe and lock them away for safekeeping to make sure that this doesn't happen again and then I think at that point they kind of got scared of incursions uh, incursions is what happens when two multiverses collide within each other if something is very messed up or very screwed up yeah both universes or one universe gets destroyed in the process yeah so in order to prevent incursion um they started being very vigilant towards things that is changing their universe and that's when they discover strange uh, you know he came in friendly but they gave him like some some coffee some basically bill cosby coffee and he took it he got knocked out chavez got knocked out and that's when they got into that situation that they did but unfortunately for them uh wanda came in as well from a different universe who is stronger than their wanda from what i assume and then a lot of shit went down so before we get into this uh does anyone have any other thoughts on cryo's question well also the uh i don't think they know about the original ending what's yeah, the that original I know to me. About. yeah what's the original ending tell us the original the original uh 
Well, not really the original ending. I mean, the original motive. Hold on. Sure, the original time. motive mm -hmm. for the Illuminati capturing Strange, like what, like they did. It was apparently because they viewed him as a huge threat to all universes because of him making that decision to give Thanos and his universe. Bro, you cut out. They said there was more than one way for uh, for them to win in his universe. He didn't have to give them the time stone. He chose he chose to give give Thanos the time stone. There was more than one way he could have done it, which was basically him sacrificing himself. Mm, I see. And the Illuminati called him selfish. I think Captain Carter called him selfish. You know, now I think about it, that would have been kind of cooler. But I kind of see why they changed it, because... They didn't yeah. want to make too too many parallels to Endgame and Infinity War and complicate the matter. So they basically made it simple to where Strange doing this Dark Hole stuff is the worst thing that could happen. And because of this, they view him as a threat to the multiverse in the most dangerous way possible because he's tampering with dark magic. And that has a lot of consequences, especially with that and Chavez running around with the uh, portal. Yeah. And also the implication that all Doctor Strange is in every universe has the potential to be evil. Yep, that too. Because that kind of happens at the end with the uh, Supreme Strange. And we see him with the third eye. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, still, I like seeing, I like seeing, you know, uh, Charles Xavier and him basically being the only one going like, I believe this man. He is good. He's not like ours. He's actually good. He's got good intentions. Yep, he's very hopeful, but uh, as we get around to it, man, uh, <laughs> so then 616 Wanda comes in in the body of 838 because she does the whole evil dead possession, which was really dream fucking walking, cool. I think. Yeah, the dream walking. It was, it was pretty fucking cool, the fact that they were making uh the noise louder on the plates with the vegetables and all that stuff and you hear the swishing of like a wave inside of a cup classic sam raimi stuff horror stuff horror vibes and then she gets possessed and then she walks in there and then i, I just remember the funniest line i think it was said by captain marvel uh, she said you know what i can handle this little witch no problem and then <laughs> when we got to the point of them in the foyer uh, Reed said, you know, stop, think about your children. And then there's that line where she, she basically asks him, uh, do you have a wife or something to take care of them? And Reed says, yes. And then she says, good. It'll be someone to care for them. And after that, everyone just started dying left and right. Uh, Reed was the one turned into spaghetti sauce, blue spaghetti sauce. Uh, what else? Carter got sliced in half. The Captain Marvel chick got squashed by a statue, which I thought wouldn't kill someone like that, but I guess so. We, we got to move on with it. And uh, Professor X had his whole head removed in the astral plane. So in terms of all these, yeah, in terms of all these cameos, like dying like this, what do you guys think about it? 
I can't believe this movie was rated PG-13. Me neither. Uh, they they use every single damn trick in the book to keep that as PG-13 yeah, as possible, and it was still the most brutal fatalities I've seen. Yeah, especially so. with Captain Carter getting cut in half. Like, you don't see any of it, but you hear the sound, you see the face, and you're like... I had to do... I had to do slow mo on Professor X because at first I thought she snapped his neck, but yeah. no, she tears his entire jaw clean off, and you can see in, it in, yeah, in her mind. I'm like, oh my god, this is how the fuck is this movie not rated R? I have no idea. Good cuts, yeah, and also Sam Raimi, he has experience going against the MPA. He he knows the tricks to get around them. I I have a sub question actually. Do you think if this movie was rated R that those scenes would be better or worse? Maybe better, better because it would give better because it would give the MCU a bit of an edge for going into R-rated territory. It's it's not just because of yeah violence and gore and all of that. It. And I, I swear there's like a Wanda discussion somewhere in here. So I'm trying to bite my tongue, but it will get across the idea that the Scarlet Witch is a big deal and no one is safe. Yeah, uh, that's the first thing that I thought uh, the reason, because I mean, number one, see, you're talking about the Wanda discussion. I don't want to get too much into it either. But number one, she is the main villain of this movie. You're going to have to push the villain to not be a pushover, so to speak. Uh, it's the same thing for when people were like, well, why is Thanos going around killing all the Avengers and stuff in Infinity War? It's because they took 10 years to build this all up into something that culminates into the heroes finally losing. In order to do that, the heroes have to sort of uh, be killed in the process to push the villain and make the villain into a stronger threat and that's exactly why this scene happened the way it did uh i understand why some people will not like it because i mean if you're a big fan of charles xavier and he gets his head torn off in like five seconds you're going to be pretty pissed off but at the same time i i think it's completely fine if some of these characters come back in 616 which i think is the intention because i don't think they just cast it john kransky to die in like five seconds and not be Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie, I think that would be ridiculous. So I think, you know, if there could be multiple universe Benedict Cumberbatches running around in this movie, then there could be 616 versions of these characters. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily delete the idea of those characters ever appearing again. It's just they're an alternate universe. These versions are gone. And we are uh, especially Mr. Fantastic. He's the big elephant in the room because his existence confirms Fantastic Four. And obviously Marvel wants to take another swing at the Fantastic Four batting cage. So they they put John Krasinski in the role as Mr. Fantastic. If it doesn't work out, they can always recast and consider him an alternate universe Mr. Fantastic. But thankfully, it worked like peanut butter on jelly. I, From what I do know, what's been already leaked, uh, two people in the new Fantastic Four movie, people know. The rest, the rest in the cast, 
nobody knows. They're relatively unknown. Yeah. Well, and, and that makes sense because you're going to want to have those new people sort of push the torch and and get younger because I don't want to see like a 28 year old or or maybe like maybe like a 30 year old Miles Morales. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to see that. Uh, but yeah, I, I get the reasons why the cameos died, but I mean, I still thought they were cool when they showed up. So it's not like it was all for naught. And plus strange ultimately did like try his best to save the day. Uh, and it kind of helped this character as well with this entire situation, which we'll get to character arcs in a minute. But bef yeah, before we do that, any other opinions on cameos if someone didn't go yet i'm not oh, um, too upset that I'll, I'll get to this point and then i'll just shut up i'm not too upset at the characters dying out because some of them got to put up a fight with the exception of black bolt who let's just say he got a mouthful <laughs> lasted longer than the show but I'm, I'm i'm not upset at these characters dying because well they got to hold their own. They got to do some of the tricks that make them their character, especially Captain Carter. Great seeing people who watched What If get rewarded by seeing Captain Carter become, well, half the woman that she was before. Oh, Jesus Christ. God damn it. Right, I'm out. It's a lot of half jokes. <laughs> I'm split on that one. Fuck. <laughs> This is more of a 50-50 on whether I wanted to treat those deaths with the dignity they deserve. And I'm out. No guts, no glory. Oh, Donnie. What, what do you have okay. to say? Save me, please. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I would just have to say that the whole reason why how Black Bolt was dispatched, that might have been the cle most clever way to, like, kill his character off, like, considering his powers and whatnot. Like... And as for the um deaths in the film, at first I I wasn't I guess I was just disappointed that they were killed off, but then after thinking about it, it was one of the most brutal moments like in the um MCU that I know of that I mean, yeah, it was censored as people were saying, but like it was just just the fact that <clears throat> that Scarlet Witch ripped up um Professor X's jaw was just brutal and just the way all the um Illuminati were dispatched. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that, especially because they uh they thought that they would be able to take care of her because I guess I guess they may have thought that she was like their universe as Wanda. No, this bitch has a dark hold. Get out of her way. You're gonna get fucked. Plus in the movies, Professor Xavier has a really bad track record of trying to contain rogue female mutants. Uh, yeah, 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 because that's why um, what was it? Um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Wolverine, he, he, tells, he tells the professor, he's like, look, in the future, you're going to meet this young girl named Jean. Don't try to control her. Teach her how to control herself. And then what do you know? Go forward into the future and he lives what a yeah. shocker yeah good thing he told him before think something bad would have happened like x-men 3 yeah Ooh. where she kills the fuck out of him for being like the dark phoenix and everything and uh he tries to you know put up a fight but he gets shredded so 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Professor X, but there are powers clearly beyond his for sure in the astral plane and yeah. in in the physical world as well. Yeah, I I did like the fact that, like I said again, he was the only one out of all the Illuminati that actually believed Doctor Strange as soon as um because here's the thing I don't think people some people realize this but he actually did go into uh Doctor Strange's mind when yeah. he showed him everything he went into his mind so he could see everything that was in Doctor Strange's mind everything about his universe so after that that's when Professor X was like you know what if anything happens let him go yep this guy has good intentions uh, yeah exactly i I 100% think that all, all the events in this movie were uh, pretty stellar, especially how they handle some of the stuff by making Wanda stronger. And I guess we could segue into that. So what do you there guys think? One, I'm sorry. There is one more thing in relation to Xavier, and it's the little it's the little little Easter egg, little fan service for the fans. It's like in relation to Doctor Strange as to whether this universe will go rogue or not, Xavier tells him just because someone stumbles and loses their path doesn't mean they're lost forever. Oh, that line got me. And that is a line directly from Days of Future Past, and I had to make that Oh, no one familiar. That that was a nice little nod to the people who... <laughs> who watched the X-Men films and were coming into the Marvel films with little hope that the X-Men will get their day. Yeah. But with that, with that line, with them trying to stay true to the Charles Xavier people know, it's like, we need you to hope again. Oh, as for, that was a nice little Easter egg. Okay. As for hope, because uh, that quickly gets kind of squashed a little bit as we talk about the Scarlet Witch. So, uh, what do you guys think about her portrayal in this movie so far? And Ooh. some of the stuff she's done. I thought it was badass. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't get why some people are mad that she's evil and that was probably the path she was going. Well, when she read The Darkhold, it's because I think me and Cryo also had like a another backroom conversation about this. Uh, we also said that it wasn't the real Wanda actually because yeah, she... it wasn't. Yeah. It but basically it wasn't like it was a hundred percent Wanda. This was a Wanda that was full of rage, rage that intensified because of the dark hold. Cause think about it like the symbiote and Spider-Man three, it just intensified the rage inside of Peter. The dark hold intensifies the same amount of feelings that its user has. So for Wanda, anger, grief, sadness, it just amplified it. The fact that she was thinking that she was innocent out of everybody, that was the dark hold's influence on her. It wasn't our Wanda talking. Uh yeah, it and I guess it led to so many badass lines because uh there's quite a few of them but the one i remember was the one she told uh strange where there's the red forest and basically in the, in, in the red forest when wanda starts talking uh she tells him to hand over chavez uh respectfully or something like that and she'll come respectfully 
and then he says what if i don't and then she turns around and tells him that it won't be wanda coming it'll be the scarlet witch and i'm like oh my god <laughs> yeah these lines are amazing because it sets up for it perfectly that she is a force to be reckoned with yeah especially when she um when she's told strange she's like so you and these you and the avengers the other heroes you can mess with the fabric of time and the universes but if i do it i'm the bad guy i don't think that's fair mm-hmm uh, and, and there was so much else. I, I think the Chow element and everything that carried over from WandaVision where she clearly wanted a family and she could not get that. And the movie kind of conveyed that these were figments of her imagination as well as her not being able to have another universe's kids because I think they also raised that question. Wanda, what if you take this other pair of kids from their mother? How would you feel? And um, I think she was like, you know, apprehensive, but still wanted to try it regardless. And then the end of the movie showed the full scope of her actions where these two kids were actually scared because they know it looks like their mother, sounds like their mother, but it's a complete monster in the room. Yeah, I remember because, like, again, what made me go, that's not Wanda, when she said, when she was asked what's going to happen to the that universe's mother and she was like kill her get rid of them oh damn <laughs> and i'm like i'm like no that's not wanda she would never do that so red red what do you think of uh how wanda was portrayed since i know you were dying to talk about her this has been a decade worth of exploring this character from when she was sitting in a cage at the end of one of the Captain America films to her like being being a part of Hi- like Hydra in like Age of Ultron. We have seen this character grow and develop. We've seen WandaVision, we've seen her. They'll never know what, how much you've sacrificed. Like we've seen all of that. And she says it herself, I'm not a monster. I'm a mother. She would not have done these things before, but the idea of parenthood seems to have changed everything. And her getting hooked on that dark hold stuff did not help matters. I will say coming into this film, I expected her to become a villain in the third act. She was necessarily trying to find a way to, like, if if not, find her children, save them. And I figured there would have been like an issue to come into the third act of, wait, you mean there's a way I can have both? I can have my cakes? I can have my cake and eat it too? But not from the beginning. I was not expecting her to be the villain. So that was a big surprise for me. And oh boy, this film takes every advantage of having a Scarlet Witch as a villain. So much enjoyed the fact that she became a damn slasher villain. Like popping out of uh, puddles, popping out of one of the mirrors with like hands and everything. She's scary as hell in this film. They like turned her up to 11. Yeah, it's, and I enjoyed that part of the film so much. It's a lot of jump scares. Like uh, there was the eyeball and the puddle, and then 
the main one I remember is the one where they're in the basement and then the water kind of like stops running for a second and they're like, oh, where do I want to go? And then all of a sudden she comes out of the shadows with the fucking red eyes. I was like, oh my God, that's the one jump scare that got me in this entire movie. Like nothing else scared Wait, me. What jump scare? The, the one where they're in the sewers running away and the rain just stops falling for a second. And then everyone's wondering like, where did Wanda go? She was chasing us. Where'd she go? And then she just pops out of nowhere from the shadows. Uh, that one is the one jump scare that really fucking got my nerves. I was like, oh man, this is, they're really dialing damn. up the horror in Ren this movie. Fell, damn, damn, Ren fell for a jump scare. I, I did because I, because I wasn't expecting it. I knew she was going to pop up, but the way she did was typical when I think about it now, but it really got me the first time. Yeah, I, I was expecting it because I'm like Sam Raimi, one jump scare at least. Yeah, of course. And the, all the Evil Dead influences on Wanda and the stuff that they did with that character, uh, it made me not only like the visual cinematography of the movie, but it made me like it more because when she came to Kamertosh, she was straight slaying all the sorcerers there. And I, I like how one of them was on the ground, sort of like in pain, and she just melted them. I was like, oh, this is fucking intense and crazy, man. And remember, that was her being reasonable. Yeah, I remember she said that too. This is me being reasonable. And then Strange was like, you know what? All forces gather, converge on her now. And then I, I knew it was going wrong when they basically had their defenses up. But then she started talking to them in their ear and they started running away. I was like, yeah, she's taking over their mind. And Wong was screaming, fortify your minds. And it was so, that scene was so cool. Like, I, I know we're going to say best scenes in like a minute after we talk about Strange, but oh man, just they did a lot to enhance her character. I really liked it. Also, the ending for her as well did. I have a side question for this too, but when she collapsed the temple on herself, anybody thinking Wanda's really dead or is she alive? Hell no, she's alive. I say she's alive too. Yeah. It feels like there are too many opportunities and arcs that necessitate a Scarlet Witch appearance. And she, to she write wants her to off. be back. Elizabeth also wants to be back. Yeah. She's like, she's like, do more. I want more. In fact, fun fact, she's the one, she's the one that actually uh, a while back, she really wanted them to work on House of M or a variation of that, which is what multi multiverse of madness is. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind a Scarlet Witch solo movie. It just depends on how they do it. Uh, but, you know, I would prefer another X-Men pairing because if a situation like this happens again, then, of course, that would be neat. And also, maybe they could do some stuff with, like, her and Magneto because, I mean, I know eventually there's going to be a Magneto 616 in this universe and there's going to have to be some ties there because, once again, in the comics, uh, that is his daughter. Yep. I guess now is the time to talk about the non-scene that Wanda has with Professor X. Hmm. Is that the scene the, where she kills him? This this should basically be the most important encounter in the film because it's it's Professor X meeting Wanda. It's it's not technically mutant to mutant, but the connection is there. Yeah, 
they they have a chance for these two to interact and be much more than a death scene or like a mind crawl in a cave and i just feel if there's any flaw with it it's that some if there's any flaw with this film it's that some of the pieces that are presented to wanda which should realistically be layups feel like wasted opportunities but again this is alternate universe stuff so drill bit you were basically saying something oh shit i think i lost track of, i think i lost track of mine no, no, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, but well, yeah, I, I was gonna say if they're gonna make Magneto her father, though, there's gonna have they're gonna have to do like some weird time travel stuff, considering considering he's supposed to be a World War II survivor. And more importantly, considering we have Wanda's parents in the MCU, they're in Wandavision, and they are totally, totally crazy dead. Yep. So that can't be, that can't happen. Mm. Uh, don't forget, don't forget about that TV show that's coming out, um, Agatha. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure something out, I bet. Um, I, I have another side question with all this. It's just very, very small. It's something for Rat. Uh, you say you've seen the show, right? Uh, WandaVision? That's correct. Do you think that Agatha deserves her own show or no? I think her role began and ended in WandaVision, not necessarily her own show, and really most of her ties are with Wanda and that nice little bubble she made in Eastview. I don't know, it seems a bit weird. It's like if they gave Killmonger his own show. Honestly, I would watch it because of the uh, hip hop intro that would happen each and every single time, but... His dubstep yeah. intro. <laughs> it's like... Bur, 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 yeah, bur. from... From what I last remember, looking it up, it said that uh, Scarlet Witch and uh, Elizabeth Olsen most likely will not be an Agatha, as this show will be about her. So I will agree with Rad Rad that maybe that most likely that story connection with those two characters ended at Westview. So, yeah. Hmm. It's interesting to think about, but now we must move on to the main like, man. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to keep stepping in, but uh, this 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 wanted discussion was kind of the reason I stepped here. If she actually doesn't come back after this, I would also not complain. I believe that every role she could have had here in relation to finding her children realizing that the children she found were in a universe where they were perfectly fine and had a capable mother and sort of giving herself up. The dark hole dies with me. <clears throat> I would be completely okay with that. Granted, Marvel will not leave well enough alone, especially when yeah. it, Elizabeth Olsen is more than willing to continue playing Scarlet Witch. Yeah, they, they had actually changed the ending because uh, I guess maybe Marvel thought that it would uh, close her arc prematurely. But when, when the other universe, the other Wanda, is putting a hand on our Wanda's face, 
the original line was for her to say, you've had to endure so much pain to get here, haven't you? They they got rid of that line for, uh, I think it was something, something like, don't worry, uh, our children will be safe with us. And she was comparing our Wanda to like every universe's Wanda that just because she doesn't have kids in her universe yet, you know, she's every universe Wanda is connected somehow. Um, I think that's what she was trying to say. I, I think, I think for the most part for that in particular, uh, it kind of reminds me of the Christine Palmer thing with Strange and him sort of telling her, hey, I love you oh, in every universe. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's just something that segues into it perfectly because it seems to be, even though they have this whole multiverse of madness thing going on, it seems to be some connection between all of the other universes and how they sort of operate and... um the characters involved in them whether they are you know heroes or villains or they destroyed an entire like place due to incursion yeah and that when uh you dream something it happened in uh a different universe to you yep there is dream walking for sure uh but that's all i had to say anyone else before we move on i still hate you for bringing up that scene though uh yeah mainly tears pretty sad pretty pretty sad that strange will never get christine but i mean uh the post credits will help in that regard yep but scarlet which was the best part of this film for me absolutely i agree um but we need to get to the other two main leads and sort of the opinions on them so i want to ask what do you guys think of strange and america chavez Nice yeah. Uh, I I thought they were well done. Uh, like I, I know people online were saying uh, Chavez is Mary Sue and all that shit, and I'm like, she gets captured eight or nine times and had the uh, multiverse star pull from her by Wanda several times. So, I, but, yep. but but Ren, she can't have one badass moment where she fends for herself with <laughs> compared to like. Oh, 15, 20 scenes of her getting her ass kicked yeah. and captured. Yeah, I, I think it, I think. But I'm if, calling her Mary Sue. Yeah, I, I think if they did that, she would look weak if she didn't get that one badass scene of her punching Wanda in the face and sort of saying, like, and she didn't beat her either. She told her after she caught her hand, hey, I can't beat you, but I'm going to beat you emotionally. And that's when she took her to the other universe kids and they freaked out and said, this is not my mother. This is some kind of demon. Who is this? And I thought that was very well done. Uh, Pass off to Sam Raimi and the crew for that one. Uh, But strange. I mean, he, he also goes on an arc as well. We, we talked about, we alluded to it earlier, actually, with the whole uh, Christine Palmer thing. He can never have his ex back because she tells him, hey, you're always uh, working all the time and it's not going to work out. So I had to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And how he always pushed her aside because 
at first he was like, you know, the typical cliche, in my line of work, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get caught in a crossfire. But turns out he's like, he just says in a sad tone to uh, the other Christine, he's like, I think he said something on the line of, I was afraid. It's not that I didn't love you, that I was pushing you away. It's because I was afraid. Truthfully, I was afraid. And that made me go, damn you, Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's also good and emotional for him. The the only thing I mean, I enjoyed Strange in this movie. I felt like he had that dry, uh, stoic nature to him that really worked for the character, and uh, Cumberbatch really embodied that. Uh, the only thing I kind of just didn't like involved the next question, which is uh the post credits. Like I, I really wasn't a fan of the post credit scene with um, them revealing he had Darkhold and I understand why he got it because he possessed the body to be a zombie, which, you know, that was a cool scene with all the arms floating out of him and he had like these giant fucking dark wings. That Wait, was... you mean, you mean the third eye? Yeah, the third eye. Because uh, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't have the Darkhold anymore because Wanda got rid of, uh, every single version of in every universe yeah but it, it seems that there there was something that supreme strange said where like if you dabble in it it has a toll on you and basically yeah. that i was the result yeah. of it yeah it, it's uh a side effect mm-hmm. of symptom of someone that used used the uh dark hold so, I mean, I thought it was great that they showed him in peril for like a second and then, uh, you know, he's fine and uh, the other post credits. But overall, let's talk about his arc. Like, does anyone else like the strange arc in this movie? I honestly, to add what you were going to say before I let someone else uh, talk, um, his the way about him, his dry humor, his stoic nature. We've never actually seen this emotional side to the strange character in the MCU. The only other time was a slight glimpse of it in No Way Home when Peter told him, can you change the spell to make everybody forget about me and me and me being Spider-Man? Make everybody, including MJ and Ned. And he's like, Kid, it, you know, if I do this, everybody is going to forget who you are, even me. And he was like hesitating. And he had that look in his eye like, I don't want to do this, but I have to. And then fast forward to this movie. He closes that arc with Christine. And then at the end, he fixes the watch. And that's just, that just gets me. In terms of like character development and story, that just really gets me and now yeah and now uh you could also say that through chavez he also has an apprentice because now she's at comertage also training right now uh and she also tells him hey i'm glad that i fell into your universe and he's like i am as well kid or something like that and I, I thought that was really touching now that strange has like friends when he was originally like super secluded at the end of the first movie that he was in and he was dealing with his hands being all messed up. I I thought it was great to see his arc now from being alone to finally having all these people who really care about him and him sort of returning the favor. 
But that's all I got to say on that. Anyone else? No, for me, I in regards to America Chavez, I can see where some people are kind of frustrated with her kind of being a non-character, kind of being a plot device. Like, she can do so much more. In the comics, she is a super strength shit wrecker. No. Her being able to kick reality and just create doors into the multiverse is an asset. It is a power of hers, but it's not the only thing she can do. You get a brief glimpse of that when she gets to punch the universe out of Wanda for a brief period. Yep. It it seems like uh, they're going on this route where she doesn't know how to control her powers or even use them properly. That, and they spend like 20 seconds on her backstory. Yep. With the two moms. You get, to, you, you get to see her parents. You get to see the, the life she lived, the place she was living in. She had a pretty good life, and then snap. <laughs> she, she basically she, got blipped to another universe. She's, she's, she is barely on the film's radar, unless the plot demands her to be. Yo. It is kind of disappointing, and knowing that if they do Young Avengers right, she has bigger things ahead of her. And she she's she's sitting there training, so we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, um, I've been I've been hearing about Young Avengers like for quite a while now. I think after Endgame came out, there was a lot of people coming out with saying uh, a shit ton of sources are telling them that uh, they're working on a potential Young Avengers movie in the future because just because it may be the end of our Avengers, like the Avengers that we know it. Um, doesn't mean that it's the end of Avengers as we all know, including yeah. like they have the pieces in place. They introduced Kate Bishop through yes. the Hawkeye TV series. The kid Loki was walking around in Loki. He's like sitting in some limbo or whatever. Uh, Wicked and Speed are just kids for now, but who knows? Yep, and then exactly. America Chavez is introduced here. It's like it's all part of the plan. It's, it's the Avengers initiative again. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon we're gonna have we're gonna have somebody imitating Nick Fury going, well, I want to talk to you to you about the Young Avengers initiative. Uh, we need we need the Avengers, but younger. Younger. Yes. Well, I mean, overall, uh, I, I do understand if people say she's a plot device in this film, but the character has more opportunity to grow based on the connections made at the end of this movie. Um, anyone else before we go to the post credits and talk about that? And I get the runaways in the Young Avengers. Cloak and Dagger don't deserve to die on fucking free form. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> What used to be ABC Family, I think. Yeah. Oh man. Man. Like honestly, stuff like stuff like Inhumans and Cloak and Dagger probably should have been films instead of like weird shows. Chris Crystal's just hanging out in this terrible Inhumans TV series where they spend the first episode deleting Medusa's power. It's like ah. I could go on. I could go on, but this is Doctor Strange spoilers. And in in Inhumans yeah. roasts. It's just waiting in the mist. Uh, but all right. Yeah. So, what's the post credits? So the first post credits is basically after Doctor Strange had that episode 
with the uh, ramifications of using the dark hold. Uh, he's walking down the street again. He's totally fine. Everything's cool. Uh, he seems to have gotten over his episode in the street. And then there is a character that comes out of a portal clad in purple. She's a female claiming that she is a sorcerer from the dark dimension and that strange due to his actions in another universe, he's about to cause another incursion, which is basically another universe about to clash on each other. Uh, so she tells him, Hey, I need help in the dark dimension to fix this issue that you created. He opens his third eye showing that he's completely fine adopted to it and everything and he says okay no problem let's kick ass that's the first one uh the second one is basically bruce campbell had that spell put on him in the beginning of the movie where he tried to punch strange and he put a spell on him and he let him beat himself up so he's still kicking the shit out of himself uh strange said that spell will not go away until like three weeks later uh and then before the final punch lands the hand stops and then he looks at the audience and Bruce Campbell says, ha, huh, it's over. And that is the end of the movie. So what do you think of those two post credits and the implications of them? That well, wasn't just any character in clad. Yes, I know. <laughs> that was that was Kalia, the Sorceress Supreme. Expert casting again. Marvel never missing. Gets Charlie's Theron to play clear oh the potential of that is mind melting good job marvel and don't and don't forget also the eventual wife of dr strange yep yeah yeah Indeed. maybe that could be a thing so uh, after looking that up i now see what they're trying to do they're trying to say hey the christine palmer arc is done and now we're focusing on someone who is kick-ass, powerful, and she is the Sorcerer Supreme. Uh, and then they're going to go into the Dark Dimension down there with Domamu and kick-ass. And that's going to be the third movie. And I thought that was cool that now they're sort of giving him a love interest to lean on and make this crazy episode in the Dark Dimension where we barely got time to spend down there in the first place. And, yeah. and also, and also, like, don't forget about like the first um, post credit. Um, no, um, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, the first post credit where Clea says that you know his actions, what he did, it basically caused two universes to collide and caused an incursion. Remember what Reed Richards said? He said, "The longer you stay in a universe that you don't belong in." you create a kind of uh, digital footprint. Yep. One that will cause untold amounts of damage. And considering and... that they kill people in that universe that were key to maintaining the peace, I would assume that also made that footprint go for miles. Yeah. So now those two have to fix the issue and, you know, dark dark dimension dormammu i've come to bargain <laughs> uh i want to see i want to see if they do bring him back they should i mean it, it's several interesting things you could do with that maybe have him as the main antagonist of this new movie and sort of um then develop strange and then develop his love interest from there like they were keen to say on on the screen as well uh i didn't mention this but they did say 
Doctor Strange will return. So I assume this all sets up for the third movie. Uh, but the second post credits, Evil Dead reference, because I do clearly remember Evil Dead 2 when Ash's hand possessed him. He was beating the crap out of him. So uh, that was a little nod to the audience as well as a fourth wall breaking reference saying, hey, the movie's over. You can go home. Uh, I thought it was funny, uh, but not a lot of stuff in depth with that. It's just Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell playing shenanigans and you're going to love it if you love those things. Yeah. And you know, yeah. And I guess it was expected to be Bruce Campbell to be in it since he always cameos in a lot of his movies. Yep. I know he said he retired from doing Ash, but I don't think that clearly meant he was going to retire from a cameo from his best friend directing a movie. So it was cool to see him when uh, they had that scene with the food court and he's like, Hey, you didn't pay. He turns around. I was like, oh shit, it's Bruce Campbell. Well, I knew he was going to show up somewhere. So yeah. But anyone yeah. else, uh, any opinions on the two post credits? Oh, um, I can go. Um, so I was just go going back to what you said about like America and Chavez being like, um, one of Dr. Strange's disciples. Like I also read that Clea was also like eventually in the comics, like, Doctor Strange's disciples too. So, in a sense, he got like two of them plus like um. Uh, sorry if I'm not good with words right now, but I um also read that apparently that Claire is descended from royalty in the Dark Dimension. That's probably gonna lead to some background history and some ties because I I mean from that little I would say the uh, twenty second like exchange. I assume she's not going to tell him everything about her. So that's probably left to be found out as we go down the rabbit hole between those two interacting. But yeah. I, plot, plot, plot twist, Dormammu is her father, Kappa. Uh, I have some crazy feeling that they would do some shit like that, but I hope not. I hope she's just, you know, separated from all that and... Hey, I came from the dark dimension. I seen some shit down here. I came here to fight. Uh, so I hope they just keep it just at that. And maybe Strange gets a little nooky. I mean, <sighs> he deserves it. At well, this rate. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, talk about Kevin Feige. Uh, apparently, I think it was one of the producers mm -hmm. or writers of uh, Multiverse. He said. There's a specific attitude, body language, that Kevin Feige will display if he's into something he's seeing. Mm -hmm. He will lean backwards if he's not feeling it. He will lean forward if he's like, I think the fans would want to see this. I'm intrigued. I think the fans would be intrigued. So apparently there's two sides of Kevin Feige when he's watching the film. Uh, they're in like the first edit, second edit, what have you, or even like looking at the script a bit. He'll like lean forward if he's intrigued, but he'll lean back if he's not feeling it. So he's definitely feeling the whole Clea and Doctor Strange thing, right? Most likely, yes. Okay. Um, 
I, I actually have one more question before we sign off because I think so far this has been fun to talk about. Uh, oh, I actually have one too. Yeah, let me just go first with mine. I I have to ask people favorite scenes. Favorite oh, scenes. Yeah. Oh, easy. Sorry to know, but easy. The musical battle between both both strangers. Yeah, <laughs> that was yes. so cool, dude. Oh, and one one was it the music. Wasn't it um classic um it was like a classic piece of music. I forgot what it's called. Beethoven? But yeah, very no, Beethoven. No, it was I don't think it was just Beethoven, it was also it sounded like what you would hear in classic horror movies that den 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 Like what you would hear out movie. of like Dracula. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about because I heard that theme before. Same. Yeah. And I'm like I'm like Ooh, that tickled my classical music bones. <laughs> Oka and Bugwe and G in D minor. Yes. That's what I think yes. it is. Oh, that yes. one. It is. Yes. I'm I'm like, bruh. You just hit them with the classic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so many interesting and cool scenes. I like the music battle. I like the battle with uh not Schumagraf in the middle of the street. I enjoyed uh, the horror movie elements that they had where either Wanda is killing people in the most gruesome ways or it could be her popping out of the shadows and giving jump scares and all that. And I also uh, just really liked how Strange was uh, dealing with the burden of how he lost one of the women that he really cared for a lot so uh i i I like that scene where he steps on the um thing the memory machine and he remembers christine giving him the watch and then he sort of tells himself i don't have time for this we don't have time for this let's go uh sort of pulling it back like one of the main tropes in this movie or one of the main sort of points of contention is strange questioning if he's happy or not and I think in one scene, I'm not sure if people caught it, but when he tried to say it once and Wanda was there and she was like, look, I, I know you're lying. You're just, you're just making this up. You're, you're, you're not really happy on the outside. Let's just call it what it is. And I, I thought that was really telling for the rest of the movie and his character arc too. Yeah. yeah like, and like you brought up a very good point, like in the MCU, strange is known to be dry. And like, not doesn't show his emotions like that. He keeps that on. He keeps that shit, you know, very, very close to his chest. And the fact that we saw that side of him like pop up, it it was nice to actually see that for once, because. Like as much as I do like the dry stoic kind of character, it it has been overdone quite a bit, in my opinion. So seeing a character that the audience can relate to, it makes a makes a lot of sense. It makes a big difference. Right, right. Any favorite scenes for you? The beginning scene with Shumagora Gargantos. Yeah. Yeah, copyright and all that. Ate it. <laughs> I know what that is. I, okay, I saw the teaser at the end of No Way Home, and in my mind, I'm thinking, Shuma! <laughs> <laughs> 
guards. Like, it's no, no, here's this Lego toy. He's, he prefers to go buy Gargantos now. It's like, fuck that. That's Shumagorath on my screen. He's as lean and mean and green as I expect him to be. That was an incredible fight scene. Yeah, I, I actually did like that. I did like that scene. I like the, I like the temple. I like the temple uh, battle. That shit was just holy shit. I mean, the horror, the horror scenes I liked. I mean, I'm surprised that nobody brought up also the Christine scenes. That was actually heartwarming to see Rachel McAdams again. But I'm surprised nobody mentioned about Strange using the the, uh, the demons as a cape, as a cloak. Yeah, I I think I alluded to that earlier, but the zombie strain scene was cool because that that was that was true Evil Dead right there. That that was Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I've loved it. Uh, that was funny. <laughs> what you, Ren? What'd you think of Danny Elfman's score? It was fine for the most part. Um, I think where i liked it the most was where strange sort of like suited up and that was also kind of a badass scene where he's like i'm gonna drink my martini and then i'm gonna jump off this balcony where my ex-girlfriend is and fly away and put on my suit uh (laughs) i i I thought that was really cool and also the places where music wasn't utilized which is the horror scenes where oh yes i i think the prime example is when they're in the astral plane and then it gets really quiet when Professor X tries to help Wanda and then you see the red mist and then it's super quiet when it's like right behind him and then you just see the head tear off. Yeah. That was awesome. And and also when they're in the tunnel. Yeah. And like, she's chasing after him. It just it gets so quiet and there and everyone's like, Where does she go? She was right behind us and then boom, just pops up out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, hello there. The lack of music was also just so fucking good. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah uh, now that we've got Gargantos in the movie, maybe we'll actually see him fight Dormammu in this actual form next film. Hopefully. I hope, I hope it's just not dead and yeah. they don't revisit Shuma Ooh. in the future. I mean, yeah. considering that he's supposed to be higher than Dormammu, I imagine it's not the last we'll see of him. No, I can't be. I no. If they're going dark dimension, it has to be some crazy fucked up shit down there to go down there in the first place. Yeah, You're... hopefully they let Sam Raimi come back. Oh, oh, but most likely they they will. To be honest, because I mean, Sam Sam's already said it multiple times. He's like, I wanna, I wanna do another one. He's like, I I love working with Marvel. Marvel's treated me right. I treated Marvel right. We have a good working relationship. I wanna I wanna do more in the future. Yeah, I think he only uh, said that he turned down doing a Spider Man movie. I guess because he felt like that he didn't feel like it was, he was right for the role. I know he likes MCU say... Spider Man, so maybe he wants to keep that in the hands of Tom Watts who said he's taking a break. Cause I I did see that he's yeah. not gonna be on Fantastic Four, so yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So before before we sign off, I got one very good question to ask for everybody here, and I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on it. Shoot. So you, you may know this question, Ren, once I bring it up. 
But what are you guys' thoughts on Wanda getting rid of the dark cold in every universe? You think there's going to be any serious repercussions from it? Any drawbacks from doing that? Or no? Because in House of M, when she, when Wanda had actually changed quite a few things, it ended up creating like a huge surge in events. Like, I think in, what was it, Secret Wars? Or secret invasion with the with the scrolls. The scrolls somehow won. Oh man! Even though, even though, like they were like very outnumbered, and even like I think it was a scroll version of one of the heroes. Even he was like, "This doesn't make any sense. How did? How the hell did we win when we were like heavily outnumbered?" So I'm thinking maybe. Just maybe there was a slight repercussion or will be some repercussions for Wanda getting rid of the Darkhold in every single universe. I think it's just... But I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm just going to go real quick. I just think it's going to make that fracture bigger that we saw in Loki uh, and it's going to make it even worse uh, once we get to that point. Yeah, because it all started with Loki. Once uh, he, what was it? Who he who shall remain? Uh, I think I that think, was his name. Uh, you're talking about Kang the Conqueror. Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, like once, once he basically was killed by Sylvie. That that started the fracture because it had been confirmed in the MCU lore. Now that that started the fracture, then came in. No way home. That did more. And now this one has done even more. Yep. It's just going to get bigger and they're going to have that second uh, multiverse war. I, I don't think the multiverse saga is going to end anytime soon due to all these actions. Yeah. And I mean, I think this phase is still relatively young. Yep. So. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh. Rad, I want to hear your opinion on this. Like, what what do you think? Do you think there's going to be any repercussions from her getting rid of the dark hole in every universe, or not, not really? Or no. is it too too early? I can't see any type of butterfly effect with ditching a major source of power <laughs> from a universe. No, sir. <laughs> You can, yeah, totally you not. can certainly see the sarcastic tone in my delivery. <laughs> I'm definitely def not being sarcastic. <laughs> like we we don't necessarily know how deep it goes. Maybe there is a universe that sort of requires the dark hole to be in play for certain events to play out, whether it be overcoming an evil, controlling an evil, or an evil coming into play or someone getting corrupted by it. The, the, the thing technically originated in agents of shield for God's sake. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess technically if you want to, even though people don't want to say, people don't want to compare it to the MCU, you might as well say that in agents of shields universe, that thing no longer exists. Yeah. But oh, no. neither does Agents of Shield. So it all works out. Yeah. 
Well, hey, well they, got, they got seven seasons, man. They got more than anyone thought they would. <laughs> well, we you know? we know um basically the dark hold is just uh you know a front for the Necronomicon ex mortis. So there's gonna be demons and ass and all types of things uh flying around. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Another Evil Dead reference, but well. <laughs> <laughs> well Donnie, what what about you? I want to hear your thoughts. Um, my thoughts on the um, if it might have precautions. Yeah, I'm guessing it might, seeing how it might be building up to something. But I don't know. I also feel like it might be like an anemic effort as well, because like there might be a version that might have survived that she didn't know about. But I guess time will tell. Yeah, I I kind of cons- I kind of figured that maybe since she had one version of the Darkhold, given like the unlimited power that it contains, I would think that it would be able to seek out every version of the um of itself. But I I don't know. I mean, this could be like one piece of a huge freaking uh, puzzle. Cause that's how normally it goes. They're like, "Oh, you remember that? Oh yeah, well this that's this is what happens as a result of it. This huge event is like, oh, oops." Yep, the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe is all about connections. So I would not be surprised if this movie is definitely referenced as we move forward in the timeline. Uh, drill. What what about? What about you? Do you think it's going to have any uh, repercussions for destroying every copy known uh, to existence? Probably for sure. We'll just have to wait and see what go- comes from it. Yeah, because there's no, there's no way that something bad does not come out of it. No matter what her intentions were, like, even though it was good, good intentions, so that way no one would ever get under the influence of you know the dark holds power i there's no way not nothing good comes out of it mm-hmm. so but i guess we can do the outros now since um yeah i think we covered this movie from top to bottom uh so i'll do mine first and then i'll go down the list so i am renegade operative uh you can find me on youtube at renegade operative uh twitch at renegade underscore operative and twitter at ren operative underscore uh i have to work on the rpg discussion and this podcast they will be going up tomorrow so look forward to that next we're gonna outro mr rat rat uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Rad Rad, and you can find my YouTube channel full of arcade runs of old fighting games at Rad Rads Rad Games on YouTube. Next up is Donnie. Yeah. Um. Don't. Hey. Okay. So I do have a Twitch, but I don't use it that much. But um, the Twitch is Cruise ninety eight, and my Twitter, which I use a bit, is um, Debug eight. Well, I mean for the um. Uh, yeah, debug eight, but it does have my name in it. Next up is Mr. Drillbit. Yeah, you could find me on Twitter at Drillbit777. That's really the only place I'm active at. And Mr. Cryo. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and YouTube under Cryo Gaming. All right, and we're going to sign out this discussion. It was fun. Um, the next Marvel property that's coming is a slew of TV shows. I I forget which the next one is. I think the next one is Miss Marvel, and after that is Thor. Uh, so so if Thor is really fun and awesome, I I don't mind getting in here and talking about that. That's no problem. Uh, as for as for the TV shows, I'm sorry. I still need to do a review on Moon Knight. So due to that, I I will not put new television shows on my palette. But if they come up in conversation, then we'll talk about them. So this is the Infinite Ammo Syndicate signing off. Hopefully you guys have a great day out there in YouTube land. And once again, take care. Yeah, later. Later.